Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Superman movie though. Yeah, but the, that's the how they bring him back to life too. Yeah, they throw him back in there. There's no one like scared of Krypton right now. So like the Superman movie is so invalid to me. Well, that's because Krypton's not real. Right. So that's why I'm saying like aliens are. Therefore, it's a completely yeah, logical. Maybe it's something like that where they don't even have male or female. What was even the point of having male and female Kryptons? Well, it doesn't even necessarily have to be male or female. Just separate genders. There has to be one to produce the other, right? Or not one to produce, whatever. Like, I think there's just, like, scientists. Just, But then, are there scientists on these other planets that are, aliens are coming from? <laughs> Man. What's Man. going on, everybody? <laughs> uh, figured we'd open with some alien talk, because heel turn Herm is here. What's uh, up? To talk some Red Sox later on, but... Welcome to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 160. Kyle Bennett, Matt Castorina, and OTB Herm, live from Underground Studios. As always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. What's going on, guys? You know, just a little alien talk on a Wednesday night. What else is new? <laughs> Living the dream. Absolutely. And uh, Matt, you weren't wrong on Saturday, to say the least. Uh, Phillies did not uh, walk the walk, but they won last night. So, Yeah, just two games back in the wild card. Two games back. Just, uh, just lose all the ground you made up by sweeping the Cubs. It's whatever. Since the last time we talked, the Phillies lost a series to the awful Padres. And uh, then last night were just handed a game by Herm's Red Sox, which we'll get into in just a little bit. But... Uh, you know, it, that that Padres series was absolutely deflating. Was it? Because <clears throat> I expected that. <laughs> it was deflating if I had gotten my hopes up, like all the other suckers did. You weren't <laughs> getting me. <laughs> it was mostly deflating because they had opportunities to win, especially that Sunday oh, game. Oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> it's almost like one of the worst teams at baseball at driving runs in is a really disappointing team to watch sometimes. <laughs> You mean Interesting. They don't win every game. Not even close. Unfortunately, <laughs> they don't even win every other game. <laughs> According to Philly's Twitter, they win every single game. Well, I guess if you count like moral victories, maybe. <laughs> but I'm not even sure. <laughs> I'm not going to take a shot at Philly's Twitter or anything. But like Bryce Harper hits a line drive anymore. There's like a thousand and a half tweets about it. <laughs> I think the issue is those like there's such a negative reaction anytime Bryce like just strikes out mm-hmm. that Philly fans who are naturally very <laughs> defensive to begin with uh, feel the need to like show like we'll see like Bryce is playing well. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> the thing is the people criticizing Bryce literally don't care. Like they're just there just because it's fun for them and like they just genuinely don't like Bryce Harper. They don't care if he's like playing well because they'll still make the same jokes. So it's like it's just like a fruitless effort on both sides because Philly fans also like they care deep inside about the criticism that their like favorite players take, but ultimately they just keep living life. Um, but they'll like always, always like rush to defend, and this is like in every I think Philly sport rush to defend him. It's the same thing honestly with Carson Wentz too. Like mm-hmm. he kind of faces not quite like Bryce, but definitely Ben like, Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Both of them face like similar criticism from other fans and like. It's like immediately, like you have like ten like Philly Twitter AVIs in your mentions telling you that Carson Wentz is the best quarterback <laughs> ever. You better shut up. Um, one one fun thing that we can kind of lay to rest though is that Charlie Manuel saved the Philly season. 
um, because Johnny Heller from uh, Phillies Nation does some fantastic like statistical stuff uh, for them over there, and uh, he tweeted last night after the game, or on uh, yeah last night he said uh, the Phillies offense since Charlie Manuel uh, was brought in as the hitting coach the first four games scored 30 runs, 44 hits, 8 home runs, 20 extra base hits. And the next three games after that, 8 runs, 17 hits, 1 home run, 8 extra base hits. Almost like uh, Charlie Manuel has not really been any effect at all on this team so far. I don't know. I, I think everyone was like very excited about it because it was just, uh, just a nice rejuvenating thing, but ultimately wasn't really going to impact the season all that much. And we're seeing that now. Um, so not surprised to see that not much has changed. <laughs> like, And then the, the even worse part is the pitching. Because we, we've talked about this countless times on this show. About how there's literally nothing behind Aaron Nola. And uh, this is again from Johnny Heller. Uh, here's how the Phillies rotation without Aaron Nola ranks since Nola began his hot streak on uh, June 21st. ERA... A 5.87. That ranks them 28th out of 30 in Major League Baseball. Uh, their whip, a 1.493. Ranks them 29th in Major League Baseball. Home runs per nine, 1.79. Ranks them 25th in Major League Baseball. And their strikeout and walk rate is a 2.32, which ranks them 28th in Major League Baseball. And the Phillies are 9-3. and And Aaron Nola starts during uh, this span in 17-22. and in all other games. And then another fun stat I saw, uh, Aaron Nola is the first Phillies pitcher to start a season 12-3 and since he did it last year. And then before that, it was in 1915 and 1916 when Grover Cleveland Alexander did it. Was he a president? Yeah, was, <laughs> was that like his post-presidential career? Most people just do speaking No, it'd have to be before because you have to be 35 to be a president. I, you know, I, I don't even think that was a law back then. I think oh, it was just no, like it had if you to were be. just able-bodied. Like, <laughs> people didn't live past 35. What do you keep? Yeah, they did. <laughs> no, no, it's a fact. No one Grover lived past Cleveland 35. Was How old was Grover Cleveland when he died? Uh, he Grover, was 27. Grover Cleveland. He died of tuberculosis was. at 27, very tragically. <laughs> no, Grover Cleveland was one of our assassinated presidents, wasn't he? Uh, I think an attempt. I don't think he actually died. You might be right. I think he, it was in an attempt. Attempted I have, I have assassination. to find this out now. Um, two things about those stats. He was 71 when Dude, he died. he was 71. Fake news. He, <laughs> people couldn't live till they're 30. He lived till double that age, homie. Uh, they couldn't count back then either. I don't know what the education <laughs> yes, stats Grover were. Cleveland Alexander was the Phillies pitcher. Grover Cleveland was the president. Well. Oh, okay. Now I get it. To me, they are the same person. Um, <laughs> you know what those stats read to me, though? You guys are going to be selling great tickets. People want to see home runs. They're going to get plenty of them. At least one a game. I well, mean, it's good that we're going to be selling tickets because two things that matter about those stats is we're going to need that ticket revenue because John Middleton is going to have to spend about $400 billion this offseason to retool the entire starting pitching. And two, it's a miracle that we're still a playoff team with numbers like that. <laughs> like, honestly, how this team is still even like sniffing like a wild card with just outside of NOLA, just an absolute toxic wasteland of pitching is impressive actually it's like it's kind of an amazing just like scientific test of how much pressure can we put on one pitcher and there's a great article today about how we're just gonna literally like ride Aaron Noll to death for the rest of the season which is also great which is exactly what to do with like when your upcoming starting pitchers just like just overuse the shit out of him (laughs) you know it's not like every other relief pitcher we have right now is like getting Tommy John is gonna miss the next eight years of their career let's just like you know, potentially destroy the one, like, good pitching asset we have. Let's just roll the dice. <laughs> cool. I can't wait to see Nola pitch 19 more times this season. And he lines up so he pitches the last game of the season. Like, that's going to mean anything. Probably at not. This, at this rate, it's probably not. It's the Marlins, too, isn't it? Uh, I believe so. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll be getting swept that series. <laughs> so, definitely won't matter. Um, Phillies right now sit at 65-60, and 60, tied with the Mets in third place. Um, they go for the mini series sweep tonight against the Red Sox, though. Uh, a win last night that one was much needed, and two, I thought they were going to lose it as soon as they took Nola out of the game. That is the prevailing feeling I think about anytime Nola leaves a game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I only feel confident that we're going to win all Nola days, mm-hmm. which 
kind of the same story as last year. I mean, Red Sox, similar to us, though, not quite as bad, and they also have, like, a lot more recent success, so it doesn't hurt as much. Um, similar scenarios, though, where their pitching is... Struggling year, um, but I think also if you had to ask me right now, like, who turns it around next season, like, mm-hmm. I think it's, for me, undoubtedly the Red Sox, just because you look at that what that team was last year, like, I don't know. I think I trust them more to re- rediscover that magic mm-hmm. than I do for us to have to replace four starting pitchers and still, you know, figure out any kind of, like, positional depth. And also, again, like, we're going to be missing probably two of our, you know, top relief pitchers all of the next season. So, that's cool. Plus, you look at the Red Sox lineup, <laughs> one through nine. They all hit 300, and they all can go yard. Yeah, so. Yeah, we're pretty good. <laughs> you would think that we'd be, like, better at, at winning baseball games, but but, hey, but we both, aren't. Both of our teams starting pitching absolutely sucks. Don't even get me started about last night's ninth inning. <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about next, right? Oh, really? Let's get your perspective. On which, which what part of the game? So, you know, ninth inning. The part in, where we should have been winning? Or ninth inning comes around. I have One, I have no idea how Mike Morin struck out Mookie Betts. Because, one, Mike Morin doesn't strike guys out, and Mookie Betts and Mookie doesn't, Betts strike, doesn't out. strike out. I think it's like when you just kind of close your eyes and white-knuckle it, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, like, like, it's like driving through a blizzard going 95. You like, you, like, skid on the ice. You're like, well, I'm either dying or this is going to be a cool story to tell everyone when I get home, so... Uh, so, yeah, and then Xander just Xander gets off the leadoff double, double, and I was like, "Oh my god, here we go! It's, it's over." It's a classic Phillies game. They're classic gonna blow Hector it. Neris. Her- Hector Neris is gonna blow this one. I mean, Xander's fast. We'll, we'll be able to get a ball in the outfield. He scores easily. We tie it up. He's you know? on second with nobody out, and then I forget who's up to bat next, but they ground out to Gene Segura, Gene Segura and yeah. Xander runs and, right in front of him, and I'm like, "What is he doing?" It was it was complete idiocrity. I can't even explain what I've, I've like. I've literally gone back and watched that play I'm, probably like six times, and I still don't understand why Xander Bogos. I'm right pretty now. sure it's a little league <laughs> fundamental that you learn. You don't at second base. You don't run on a ground ball that's in front of you. It was it was probably twelve feet in front of him. Yeah, he wasn't could even have seen like, the entire play. It wasn't even like Gene Segura had to dive for the ball. No. It was literally just like. He didn't even have to like, rush to get it over to third. Lob it over to him. <laughs> I don't know what the hell was going through his mind, Van. And then, I mean, we just look awful at swinging the bat last night. It was just a... And then we get doubled up in the ninth inning. I mean, there's... Yeah, Benintendi lines out to Segura and right. get a, a double play to end it. I mean, what what do we have to do to learn how to base run? I mean, I'm not as mad about the double play because that's a bang-bang play. Like, you're taking your secondary and you got to get back. You don't see it necessarily. And if there isn't a shift, then that ball in the gap and he's potentially got a double so it's like i understand that one the xander play however it's blasphemous to me that's mm-hmm. just completely that's a complete mental mistake man i mean you start off an inning with a man on second you should be tying that game if not winning it and that's just the story of the Sox this year i mean what other team can lead a division in runs and be in third place well well behind in third place the Red Sox have a plus 81 run differential. Yeah, we, we are like the uh, Chrome, and our PLL people will understand that. <laughs> At 67 and 60, the Phillies are 65 and 60 and have a minus 17 run differential, yet the Phillies are two games out of a wild card. And if you look at the American League, the Red Sox are in the same position as the Phillies wild card wise and are six and a six half and out half of the wild card. Back. Yeah, it's an absolute joke. It kind of shows how much better the AL is than the NL. Um, and th- I mean, this is the only episode I mean, I of think... Underground Sports Philadelphia where I'll also take shots at the NL and the <laughs> Phillies because the rest of the time I'll support them and be th- Philadelphian. I and... think it more or less shows just how top-heavy the American League is and how just, like, close the National League is in terms of just, like, similarities between all of these wild cards. Close teams. at being average? Like, everybody gets to be Pretty 500. Much. It's basically, like, capitalism <clears throat> versus socialism. <laughs> And I think part of that is because Major League Baseball fumbled the bag with this whole one trade deadline thing and yeah. messed up a lot of I think there could have been a lot of plans. cool stuff that could have happened that didn't end up happening. And I wouldn't say it's taking away from the quality of the game at all, but it's definitely made it, it less the interesting. changed the landscape, for yeah. sure. I mean, we're not, so we're not seeing a lot of fireworks here in the end of August like yeah. we usually do. You know, you know what baseball didn't need was like more like content and more coverage and more like stuff to write articles about and more speculation and rumors you know the thing that like keeps the nba and the nfl like a 12 year sport 12 month of the year sport (laughs) baseball doesn't need that like what 
what purpose would that no but you know what we do need to do play more games in london and japan <laughs> make sure that we're growing baseball in maybe mexico too Still these places Hawaii. where nobody plays baseball apparently <laughs> Yeah, oh. London's confusing because like yeah, that blew my mind. <laughs> Japan makes sense at least. No, it like, doesn't. It's I, like I think Japan makes some sense because it's at least like a, a part of the world where like baseball is a really popular sport at least since like you're bridging that connection and like you're trying you know because they have a very popular yeah, like, but, like, domestic league. So the it, J- Japanese league is so big over there that it's I mean it's like the equivalent of the MLB. In my but everyone's like I see this a lot in soccer as well where like everyone's trying to tap into like the Asian market because like a lot like they have like either their own domestic leagues or just don't have like the same coverage of right. like big premium sports so if you can be like a team that establishes a foothold in a market like that like financially that means a lot to you and i think i don't know i, I think it's japan makes sense england doesn't even like i like nfl plays games in mexico city and it's like yeah. dude like is there really interest in it i don't even know like that it just seems kind of more. I mean, for they the money they showed how much interest they truly had last year because the stadium wasn't even ready. Yeah, and they had to move the game. So, yeah, I totally yeah, so agree. I it's it's a little strange because like baseball too is like, <clears throat> I don't know, like it's it's not an easy game to explain either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like I heard somebody talking about this on either a podcast or on the radio or something. They literally said, like, baseball is, like, the English language to anybody that comes from a foreign country, mm-hmm. where it's, like, the most difficult game to learn because there's so many... Contradicting stats, rules. Stats, <laughs> weird rules. There's two leagues within it that have their own set of yes. rules. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's blasphemous. So, I, I agree. I think baseball is one of those things that, you know, it's difficult to understand, and you're bringing it to countries that don't necessarily have or like England already has cricket yeah they had like they have their own version of baseball that they like they care about I don't know I think they just won the cricket world cup this summer too I'm pretty sure yeah I think that they just this uh Tom Rob Manfred guy that we for some reason oh. made our our voice of baseball <laughs> thinks that it's just brilliant that we can grow the game by just traveling around the world but that's not what it is at all you know what I'm I mean obviously we cover the PLL a lot but that is how you want to grow this game through social media, through the younger generations who don't even want to play baseball anymore. Like, your whole marketing concept this year was let the kids play. Right. And then you, you want to let the kids play, but then you take it over to another country where they don't even really care that about baseball. Or, or the kids are doing the things that are making the game get that buzz, and you either you know bash them for it, they get suspended, this or that, and then it just takes away the flair of the game. Yeah, it's blasphemous. Well, God, I mean, that's my word of the day, by the way. Blasphemous. I, I watched a lot of Stephen A. today. That's your third. <laughs> that was my third throwing. blasphemous of the day, and um, I'm just feeling it. I'm God sorry. forbid someone wear a uh, a necklace while playing. Oh baseball. my gosh! Like I cannot believe that you would. <laughs> that even... damn Ronald Acuna Jr. Man. <laughs> oh God! Don't get me started. He's a lazy, lazy son of a guy. Ugh. Yeah, I, I like hustle in my players. That's what I like. Jeez, I like my dude. players to beat their wives and drink Jeez. excessively. That was aggressive. Well, it's just weird. It's like a weird... Like, you have, like, a lot of, like, this older sense of, like, you know, not... The players can't show emotion. Like, mm-hmm. the bat flipping argument, like, comes up every year, multiple times. Like, players wearing jewelry. Celebrating. Just, you know, God forbid they have, like, a personality. And, like, you know, we, we know that there's commentators and media people that don't like that. And there's certainly some underlying reasons why they don't like mm-hmm. that. But then, like, we'll praise guys that have, like, terrible lives outside of baseball yep. and, like, have terrible substance abuse problems and, you know, again, have domestic violence issues. And, like, <laughs> whatever. Henson Russell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Weird. Jeez. Weird. It's weird how, like, Acuna gets, like, more, like, shade for that than, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> and he's done nothing wrong. The kid is, like, one of the most talented. Talented athletes in the world. This is a guy that should be like on your pedestal. Yeah, like, you should be like, this dude is awesome. He's electric. And I'm saying this is a Phillies fan. Yeah, who hates the I Braves. I love Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> He's cool. He's like, got the most like swagger of any player in the league. Yeah, but it's baseball, so I mean, baseball is built around swag, man. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing that it's known for. <laughs> and uh, as we get a live update, Herm's uh, Red Sox take a one nothing lead as Rafael Devers oh, take, gets there a goes. double in the okay. of the first. Wait, can we talk? This is not Philly, obviously, but if Rafi Devers doesn't get an MVP bid, they it, uh, whoever's doing the voting, whole ass idiot. 
and I didn't mean to say that on the live stream. Sorry, guys. No, it's fair. Okay, good. Because, I mean, Rafi Devers is one of a kind. This guy is just tearing up the league this year. He was batting, what? I think he went 16 for 27 in his last 27 at-bats. Are you, like, with four home runs and three doubles or something? And that's That's what the Phillies are missing. They're missing that. You guys want to trade Nola for uh, Rafi Devers? Absolutely not. But, I mean, that's what we're hoping Alec Bohm's going to be because he's doing essentially that at the double-A level right now, and I still don't understand why he's in double-A, but... Uh, John Milton wants to save some money. That's why. That, too. Or, you know, Andy McPhail just likes failure. That's why he's... uh, Andy McFailure. Huffing socks that he bought at Goodwill. (laughs) That's what Andy McPhail does in his spare time. But speaking of Aaron Nola, he's literally just a certified ace, and we knew this last year... He's been on an absolute tear, like we said, since June 21st. And this is back-to-back years now, no offense, Herm, that he's shut down a potent Red Sox lineup in Boston. No, yeah, yeah, you're completely right. And, I mean, I got to watch. I, I haven't tuned into enough NOLA starts this year to understand, but my, my dude's filthy. You guys have him for an unreal price, and I would ride him until literally the day that he is done with that contract. Not, like, physically. No, I mean, listen. <laughs> I, not, like morally I'm not sure that makes that any better (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean legally (laughs) I think as long as there's consent anything can happen I don't know I I think there are some states that are trying to make sure that doesn't happen anymore yeah but then there's also the ones that are like legally trying to make that happen so oh wait I think I want that to happen are we talking about the same thing here I think we lost (laughs) each other three sentences ago (laughs) that's where this derailed but I mean with the Phillies like they need like we said to start the show up they need guys behind Aaron Nolan whether that is bringing Spencer Howard up in September to just see what he's got, or guys that are in AAA because the Iron Pigs aren't making the AAA playoffs this year. Um, You need guys that are just going to be able to start for you because if they want to have any hope at the playoffs, they can't continue to throw guys like Drew Smiley and, you know, Vince Velasquez, who has been better, but he's a guy that we've said, like that, boom, he's going to switch back to what we know. You said his name, and now he's going to have a terrible start. No, don't say that. That would be a horrible thing. No, I mean, it's just... But it's one of those things where you just got to try any combination of things that's going to push you to get to that wild card game if you want to make the playoffs and have this front office brag about, oh, it's the quickest turnaround in Major League Baseball history, quickest rebuild. That's what they're going to brag about if they make the playoffs. I don't even think that... Would that even be true? You want to talk about years. the quickest turnaround? 2012 Red Sox were in last place. 2013 Red Sox. Well, won in the terms World of Series. in terms of a, a known team rebuilding, how long was the Astros rebuild? They started. That was a 20, long rebuild. 2011, 2012. Yeah, but I mean, by like what? Like 20, they won the World Series in 2016 right? or 2017. I mean, Dude, it was a pretty long rebuild. I mean, they had been rebuilding I since, like, I feel like the like Phillies 05. have been rebuilding for a while quietly. Like, we blew it up, but I feel like since, like, 2012, this team has been like, oh, well. 2012 was, like, the beginning 20, of the end. 2012 yeah. was like, oh, we're, we can't beat the Giants, can we? <laughs> like, 20, at all. 2012 was like, oh, God, Jonathan Papelbon's really going to become our all-time saves leader. Yeah. On a terrible team. Yeah, that, so, I mean... I wonder how Papelbon's doing while. these days. Apparently, he was trying to come back as a knuckleballer. I do remember that actually. He was All working with Tim Wakefield. Yeah, trying to come back as knuckleballers. knuckleballers. I mean, hey man, there's gonna be a market for it one day. Just watch. Definitely yeah. won't be with the Phillies because Bryce will choke him out now. I mean, <laughs> well, I'd watch Papelbon, that. I, I, I would too. I would love. I would pay like. What what was that? Uh, Manny Pacquiao versus uh, Merriweather fight? Mayweather. I would, or Mayweather? I would pay that money for to watch that fight. Yeah. That'd be absolutely absurd. Yeah, maybe when they got paid like something obscene for that fight, didn't he? It was, yeah, it was for stepping in the ring. He got like, paid like yeah. three hundred million just to show up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the contract Stupid. was so lopsided. <laughs> Do you see that? Um, Conor McGregor punched an old man in the bar the other night. Nothing new. Not at all. I was just blast. <laughs> That's four. Blasphemist. <laughs> it was used as a, like verb. <laughs> You're on a Jeez. roll. But um, um, the Philly season reminds me, and I, I think you'll understand this, Kyle Herm. I don't know if you watch Survivor, but I've, yes. oh, I've yes, recently I started watching it, and I've been rewatching the entire series. It was reminds the Philly season reminds me of is like this happens every now and again where they go through too much of their rice and other provisions, yes. and they have to go to Jeff, and they're like, "Hey, um, we're out of food." So we have like forty days left still, and we have no food left, and he like makes them like 
give up everything. Yeah, like, burn their like, entire like uh, like TP that they built and mm-hmm. everything. That's what this Philly season. Like, yeah, you lose like your blankets or something. Like we went into the season like already kind of low on like starting pitch. We're like, wow, well, we'll make it last. It's fine. And then we got to like June. We're like, oh, <laughs> we have no rice left, and we have three months of the season here. <laughs> You're out of rice. If, if friend of the show James Seltzer listens to this, he will appreciate that analogy. Well, there you full go. blown. Um, but I totally agree. It's one of those things where they just were they miscalculated a lot about this roster. And last night further grew my hatred for Andrew Knapp. Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, for, that's not three, even a Red Sox. <laughs> oh for three with three strikeouts, and Gabe Kapler can't pinch hit for him to get an insurance run. Like you let him go back up there, so you can't have JT catch the ninth inning. Sounds more Is it like that a, big a deal. Managerial issue. Than a nap issue. I mean, Andrew Knapp's just not good. He like if he is on this team next year, there is absolute problems. I still don't know why Sean Rodriguez is still on this team, but then I do have a theory on why he's on the team because he and Gabe played together in Tampa, so he's probably just doing his boy a favor, giving him a roster wow. spot. Are you implying that Gabe Kapler is engaging in maybe some not so likable behavior? <laughs> a little bit. Um, that's that's my guess with Sean Rodriguez. Is that's the only reason he's on this roster because he's been absolutely abysmal. Uh, any person not named Scott Kingery playing third base has been god awful since Michael Franco got sent down. And before people come at me and say, "Oh, Michael Franco only has seven at bats at Leivell," yeah, he got plunked on the hand, so he's been on the injured list. I just want to see Alec Bohm. That's me all. too. That's all I want. Call him up in September. Honestly, part of me has given up on even seeing this team play like a wild card game. Like, just play the kids. Like, what's the point? Just call him and Spencer Howard up. Yeah. What harm is it going to do? Uh, to Middleton's None. money. That's like that's that <laughs> has to be the reason at this point. It's absurd because unless they like are very convinced that like the best thing for their development is just to keep like piling on like the confidence at the lower level, but like, bro, like. This team needs something. When you're John Middleton and you go on WIP, which is your flagship station for your baseball team, and say, I will do whatever it takes to get that freaking trophy back and exhaust all avenues, and you're too afraid to spend money, like, after coming out and saying, we're going to spend stupid money this past offseason, well, we which did you did, we did, but <laughs> now, did not. As, as soon as you got right near that luxury tax threshold... You ran away and got scared because you didn't even want to sign Dallas Keuchel for just money. Yeah, I mean, so like I, I'm not in like the interest of like defending billionaires, but not at all. I understand the perspective of not wanting to pay the luxury taxes this year for a team that like just frankly isn't isn't a contending team. You know, it should be real. even if we make the wild card and make the playoffs. Like, I think we'd consider at this point like, wow, that's amazing. Um, and, you know, he clearly has plans in the future to play the luxury tax. We hope. He better. One can only hope. Yeah, we're just guillotine time. But, <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, I know all about the luxury tax. It wins your World Series. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Fenway Sports Group just tosses the money. They do. They do a great job you at know, it. What's interesting, they also own Liverpool. Own Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Team, so we, that, have, we have a shared Which in turn in makes me a Liverpool fan, but let me tell you, I... Couldn't even name a player on the team right now. That's fine. We'll get there. We'll yeah. Work on it. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, Phil's Red Sox playing right now. It's one nothing Red Sox. We'll keep you guys updated. Runners on the corner, one out. So get for us or for them, the, get ready for, uh, for the Red Sox. Oh, let's go. Get ready for it to be three nothing pretty quick. <laughs> the biggest issue I have right now too with this lineup is Reese Hoskins is just a milk Stinky. on the side of a milk yeah. carton. Like he should not be in the lineup right now. He they yeah. They need to bench him for X amount of time to just get his head on straight because he's clearly in his own head. John Maley destroyed him because he's only pulling the ball to half of the field. Every other time, it's either a strikeout or he's grounding out. Just bend. It's not that hard to just say, hey, you're going to be off for the next couple days just to get your head right. I Listen, <clears throat> I, I think we've we've been pretty critical of Reese not in like a, a negative mm-hmm. way of course but like he he's really been struggling and I think I said last time that like if this team is going to truly be competitive like Reese can't be doing this like yeah <laughs> your last year you give him a pass for some of the struggles first he full faced season in the league and yeah you know whatever like you grow and progress but like 
this has been like I, it's not even really like a funk at this it's point been since like, the all-star break dude just been bad like <laughs> for awful. a month granted he had a, a decent game last night walked i think two or three times got a single that was like a, a weird funky infield hit but we didn't get the uh, updated scouting report we didn't hear he was in a slump so we were like afraid <laughs> of him just just pitching around the guy I mean, you, Heard you about texted me last night and said, just remember, this is your number one versus our number nine. <laughs> who, who went for us again? I don't even remember. I've never oh, it was um, Brad Johnson or something Danley like Johnson or something Johnson. One of one of those old heads who has, like, the most generic American name on the face of the earth. Yeah. But, um, what no, would you he's... say is the most American name? John, John Smith. Smith. John Smith. Why no. Is that, why is that the go-to? No, I feel like why it, did we all I just think like of John Smith? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell just happened? Or Dan Smith. No. I feel like John is just strangely American. Somewhere. Yeah. Even though it's like... Where's the origin of John from? Uh, John. <laughs> Herm's favorite word. <laughs> I think it came from the Mayflower. What kind of names did people have when they came over on the Mayflower? John, John Smith. <laughs> was it like John? Or I guess it was like Grover Cleveland, for example. That was later. That John was like, is actually well, Latin. Well, it's derived from okay, Latin. So, oh, okay, so... Johannes, which is the ecclesiastic late Latin from the Greek. That's too much words. Yeah, fact of the matter is John Smith, incredibly American name. I, I could say. Yeah, why I, did we all just I say know, John that was really weird? That was kind of <laughs> really <laughs> weird. Was it? Si- it was pretty simultaneous. What kind of social programming did we? <laughs> our FBI guys are in. Back to tonight. our alien gender conversation. Um, do you think aliens are named John? <laughs> what kind of names do you think? What do you think? Have? Like, what kind of language? When they're in America, do you think that they speak an alien language or do they speak English? Like, have they adapted to our territory enough to understand the language that we speak? That was such a like quick flip of the switch. Ooh. My brain can't process. That. I I think I'd imagine right? if aliens visited Earth, they would have the capability of like replicating. Are like whatever language. Do you think that they like shapeshift too to look like America? Like, do you think like we I see think, a I bunch of John Smiths walking You're down the street? You're talking about like molecular like <laughs> reorganization, which like I'm sure is probably like possible somewhere in the universe, but like that seems like a stretch. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, You're getting like Terminator Two stuff, and even in that movie, it didn't really make much sense because like how did we how do we get that? I'm, I, was I can understand like, like killer robots, but like. The dude could phase through like solid objects, like and reshape himself. Uh, I mean, it wasn't like that far in the future. It was. It was yeah. pretty far ahead. Was it, no, it's only like forty years or something, isn't it? Yeah, but imagine how far we're gonna be in forty years. Think but about they couldn't it even way. make progress because okay. they were having a war. Think about it this way, though, man. The like first iPhone was released what like ten years ago? I think longer now. I think it's been like thirteen. Okay, thirteen like years ago. Thirteen years ago, and now we are like have these phones that can literally track our whereabouts and tell us all to say John Smith at the same exact time. I mean, imagine that sixteen years from now, and then sixteen years from that, and one more sixteen years. So I mean, you're telling me my iPhone is going to be able to phase through jail cell bars? Is that what you're saying? Probably your iPhone probably wouldn't be something that you hold in your hand anymore. First iPhone day. was released June 29th, two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's twelve years from now. And Twelve years back, unless or, we're unless we've really lost our way. Twelve years ago, in which case, Twitter and Facebook, we could be making a lot of money. No, if if we if this was two thousand, even two thousand seven, yeah, Facebook wasn't like well, huge actually, Twitter started in two thousand eight. Yeah, I, could, I mean, we're I talking. could have my freaking at at Herm. That's what you. Would I do. wouldn't have to. That, that is that is your thing. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't have to like. If it was 2007, that's what you would do. Oh, I'd get the right. I'd finally have. I'd my finally name. have my name. I don't think you understand. There's a guy in Switzerland who has my. No, I handle. understand the struggle here. I'm just saying that wouldn't be first in my priority list. That was def- that was your John Smith moment. Was oh, I get my mention? I would. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, man. A John Smith probably struggles to get the right. He would also probably... How many John Smiths are there on Twitter or uh, Facebook? At least 12 billion, at <laughs> least. Well, if if it's only an American name, there's, what, like 4.6 billion Americans or something? No. There's 300 million, but there's 800 million Americans on Twitter. So, 
Do the math. A lot of bats. Uh, (laughs) But the Eagles, as you can see my shirt too, are getting ready to take on the Ravens tomorrow. And uh, they had a little fun with joint practice. And uh, The Wawa Bowl, as I think it's being called. The Hoagie Bowl. That's a good call. Which they, I don't think they have the Hoagie Bowl anymore. Bummer. True. We're Wing Bowl. Um, I think Wing Bowl's like hashtag canceled, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the Eagles and Ravens had a... uh, a joint practice spelling bee. So this is how the spelling bee went at practice. Oh, spelling bee. You gotta see. You gotta spelling bee. Okay. Yeah, spelling you ready? Bee. Oh, there you are. All right, I'm ready. The annual spelling bee. <laughs> Birds. B i r d s. How many of you got? <laughs> Inoculate. Oh, <laughs> Inoculate. Oh. Eagles. E a g l e s. Eagles. Pterodactyl. No! Philly. Philly. P-H-I-L-L-Y. I'm sorry, what? Equanimity. That's not a real word. I don't believe you, so I'm not going to spell it. Green. Green. G-R- E E N P Q U A N Remedy M I M I T Y. I need to write it down. Fly. Fly. F L Y. Say the word again. Inoculate. Can you spell it? Football. F O O T B A L L I N N. O C U L A T E. Only one N. There's only one N? Yep. Get out of here. It's true. And let's do one I was more. going with the t- traditional English spelling, <laughs> okay. not the American English. Nice one. So obviously they give the Eagles all the easy words, and, right, and the Ravens the more difficult ones. I missed that concept at the beginning. Of the, like we, I didn't see yeah, the no, video. As it went on, so, I started to realize. So I was like, why are all the one words easy and <laughs> the other ones are <laughs> impossible? Uh, and mind you, Justin Tucker did not know that that was a real word, and he's like one of the more intelligent players in the league. Um, People are going to be coming at your throat for that comment. One of the more intelligent players in the league. The dude is a a talented opera singer, and like they're all intelligent, man. No one is different than the other. He's super. Are we sure that Antonio Brown is like the smartest (laughs) human being? Yo, all this XFL stuff has got me thinking Antonio Brown will be in the XFL wearing whatever helmet he wants. What a weird reason to not, like, get your $400 billion paycheck. (laughs) (laughs) He was out on the field, though, with his Essential Water, not a sponsor, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's officially one of of Herm's guys. Gotta get those that alkaline. You gotta get that pH balance. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Nine, I think <laughs> My it's body a 9. is a pool. 5. It's a nine point five pH. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. It's the perfect amount of not basic but basic. You know? Isn't that acidic? Or is that the other way? It's one of the other. The other it's the best tasting water in the world. I th- uh, not a sponsor. Um, now, I'm, now I'm googling the pH. Matt's gonna scale. Google that. But the Eagles do take on the Ravens tomorrow night. Possibly, maybe we'll see. Uh, not Carson Wentz, Josh McCown uh, out on the field, which will be uh, very interesting to say the least, since he's only been with the team for about five days. And uh, we'll see some Lamar Jackson. And if you want a more in-depth uh, dive into tomorrow's matchup, Eagles Enemies episode three of this season went up today with Kyle P. Barber from uh, Baltimore Beat Down, the Baltimore Ravens SB Nation blog. So go check that out. In your podcast feed, uh, make sure you're subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts. So, it, it is basic. Ah, uh, told you. Yeah. Uh, you said it's 9.5? Yeah. Fun fact, that's the same pH level as baking soda. Oh. Yeah. Baking soda. Seawater is at an baking 8. Baking soda. Is it 8? Yeah. Do you know... What? Why do I feel like seawater should be, like, acidic? Very acidic. Right? No. No, no that would not be No, no, no. Not, would it... No, I feel like it would be more basic then. Like, incredibly basic. No, because then you can swim in it. It's like your pool. You have to maintain uh, the pool. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. And, uh, uh, milk, urine, and saliva is quite the, quite the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Has a pH between 6.3 and 6.6. 6. 
That's a, that's a pretty good pH. Any guess to what grapefruit juice, soda, and tomato juice? Something incredibly acidic. Two. Probably like a three. You're both right there. It's two and a half to three and a half, I, mean, I guess, depending. Great on. minds. You got to put them together sometimes. <laughs> um, ammonia solution, 10.5 to 11.5. I mean, you're only a few steps away from just drinking ammonia. Better watch out. Oof. I don't think ammonia is good for you. Not at all. No. My ammonia. sources are telling me. What's that? No, not good for you. Yep, not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Eagles, I'm looking forward to this game because we'll see a bunch of the starters for at least you know a quarter other than Carson Wentz and probably Deshaun Jackson. So we'll have some decent football to watch tomorrow, especially with the Phillies being off. We'll have something to well, to watch I during August. The Phillies are on. Well, yeah, <laughs> but at least we'll have yeah. something on during the month of August that is uh, somewhat relevant and somewhat entertaining. Uh, and we'll probably see Josh McCown out there for at least a quarter, if not a half. And then uh, it'll be the Clayton Thorson show again, but... Hold on, uh, breaking news, serious news. T. Grizzly got shot today. Wow. Who's that? Rapper? Mm, T. That's Grizzly? crazy. It's not clicking. Never heard of him. Wow. Well, no. he survived his shooting. Well, that's good. Unfortunately, his manager slash auntie died. That is tragic. That's I saw him trending. I was like, what happened to T. Grizzly? I know. I saw that, and I was not sure if... Uh... Wow. Did he, like, fight a grizzly bear or something to get that name? Uh, no. He's, like, a, uh, I think he's from Kentucky. I think that's, yeah. I think that's where he's from. He's, he's good. He's, like, a good, he's a good, like, workout rap for me, mm-hmm. personally. He's, like, hardcore. Michigan. Detroit guy. Oh. For some reason, I was thinking, <laughs> how was I thinking Kentucky? That could not be any wow. different. Well, I'm 0 for 2 on my pH scale and my T grizzly <laughs> <laughs> geographic locator. Why did I think he was from Kentucky? Yeah, dude, Kentucky. I mean, it and does Detroit, sound like a, a very Kentucky different. type stage. I could have sworn in one of his songs. Tea Grizzly. About Kentucky. I would, I would have to think he's from Memphis. Is that Tennessee? That, that's Tennessee. Okay, those are kind of similar. I mean, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> man. The Southern Midwest is all kind of one big blob to me. Uh, but we did have some Sixers news this week too. Being Mike that Scott. Herm is a Sixers guy, big Sixers guy, friend of the show, Mike Scott was uh. In the Mr. Softy truck yesterday, going around handing out ice cream, going to uh, championship uh, basketball games for the kids, because Mike Scott loves the kids. He was uh, testing that new Popeye's chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. got his Holy Ghost Prep hockey sweater that uh, he's going to wear it to a game, then he's going to autograph it, and Holy Ghost is going to auction it off uh, for charity and everything. So Mike Scott's just, he's a man of the people, as we all know. And he started wearing polos. Yes. Very bold move. Not even I rock the polo too often. And his agent clowned him for it. I know. I, I think that's the part that like made me the most happy. Um, but, I mean, it's just it's the summer of Mike Scott, and it just continues to uh, get better and better. I feel like Mike Scott's going to just end his NBA career and just move to Philly. There's no way it. he can't. I mean, he has to be around these people because like, people <laughs> actually have, like, permanent ink on their body yep. representing him in this city i don't think there's anywhere else in the world that would do that so at least have like a nice home in philadelphia to come to once in a while i can get with it if he, you're not uh, in virginia i also found it hilarious that he tweeted a video and then the sixers tweeted the same video but the captions were like complete night opposite night and day of what you would expect obviously yes. but i don't think that the sixers can legally tweet <laughs> of course mike, mike, scott's, mike scott's mike scott's video captain get y'all asses here now sixers mike scott has something special planned for you guys come down to city hall it's kind of like watching spongebob as a child versus watching spongebob as like an adult you just see it in two very yeah. different ways yes my dad uh, chimes in in the Facebook chat. Mike Scott's cooler than ice cream. Mike Scott's probably yes. the coolest guy in Philadelphia besides Allen Iverson. Yeah. Yeah. Allen Iverson. Alien? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we, are, we are just... <laughs> <laughs> Allen Iverson is a transient soul, though. Oh, he, yeah. You know, obviously, his heart is in Philly, but his mind and body, <laughs> they go anywhere. <laughs> he, he just goes anywhere, kind of like uh, Terminator 2. Uh, uh, like bingo. He, okay, he also morphs his arm to a sword at one point in the movie. I'm not like, I'm not kidding. Like, it's just kind of weird. Kind of like Halo. No, well, like he. That's like an energy sword. <laughs> that is Big a difference. physical object. He, he more his, his arm, arm turns into a sword. turns into yes. a sword. And he stabs the dad through the milk carton into the face. Yeah, Pretty messed up. Do you not see that all the time? 
never in my life. Oh, really? <laughs> like, it's not Grover Cleveland times when people still use swords. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly, didn't Grover Cleveland get in like a um, a shot a gun duel, like a duel? Yeah, like I a, think he did. Yeah, that was like how you settled disputes right. back then. But like, I think it was he was like in one of the most famous duels of all time, like ten paces, turn around and shoot the other guy. <laughs> no, that was later. They didn't even have music back then. <laughs> yeah, no. Music back then was like if the wind just happened to catch like someone's cans that were they were being left up to dry like that was music. Imagine then. the duel then just people watching in complete silence if it was opposed to like a duel now like if people took like ten paces and turned around and shot. <laughs> well, like, cheering. Guns also weren't accurate so like right but you well you had to aim for like the leg like you weren't supposed to be taking a shot that could kill the person you just wanted to let them know like hey man you're wrong yeah me when me and my boys play with guns too <laughs> we always make sure we keep it. You know, keep come on, guys. Yeah. Keep it away from any major arteries, please. <laughs> Only the legs. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like doctoring was very good back then either. It was just like, well, you got a cut on your leg, so we're just going to have to cut it off. Well, when I was in Canada, actually, we visited a castle, and they used to have a room just for people who were either injured or sick. So I'm sure, like, if you lost your Someone duel, was always in that room. You mm-hmm. had great, great care, though. Like, someone was always on monitor. Yeah, you know what they did? They would hand you a piece of wood. They would tell you to bite on it. And some really greasy guy would come in with a saw and saw whatever part of your body got shot. And then they would just kind of like say a prayer and just hope you didn't bleed out overnight. Uh, they had to have some kind of stitches at this point. I mean, I... yeah. I mean, if you're stitching clothes together, you know to stitch like body. They didn't even know together. to boil like things for safety then. So I don't even think yeah, so. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't like, even know if stitches were a thing. I mean, I'm not like, like a medical get, You might get stitches, but like, uh, yeah, you might get The stitches sick. back then were probably literally a seven-year-old on like a stitching machine doing it. <laughs> What, child labor laws weren't a thing Ugh. yet? It's they a part of the past. They, they said that there was nine-year-olds working as people in the They probably stitched castle. their hands to part of your leg, so then they have to cut the child's hand off, and then you have the hand stuck okay. to your leg for the rest of your life. Okay, it was a part of American you history. You gotta live with it, folks. It happened, okay? <laughs> we made kids work. No, I mean, it was more like English history. Nope, it was European. us. We had plenty of textile that factories. Yeah, but like... Yeah, okay. Yeah, they were working. trying to get into this as soon as you can historical walk. debate. I mean, I'm just telling you what happens. We did have some cute flyers news this week, though. Cute. No no kid t- <laughs> stitched themselves to Gritty. No, but a kid thought Gritty was Cookie Monster, and uh, the flyers took note and uh, said they'll accept it this time, and Gritty quote-tweeted the video and said, is it because of my eyes? I think you only get to say that once before Gritty shows up at your house. <laughs> And Gritty is very, very good at stitching. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, other NBA news, too. We had a former NBA player, Royce White, calling out LeBron James this week, uh, which I found very interesting, and it's just been all over social media the past couple days uh, for the Lakers not signing his boy, Carmelo Anthony. As if LeBron is the GM of the team and gets I mean, to actually decide that. Carmelo sucks. I don't yep. know why everyone is having such a difficult time understanding why Carmelo isn't in the NBA. It's because he's absolutely washed. I would be totally cool if the Sixers got him. I would, I would get a Carmelo. Of course you would. I would, would, you would, I would a- get a Carmelo <laughs> Anthony jersey in a heartbeat. Man. I would not. No, oh, I totally would. If this was like 2015, then we could have Maybe. a conversation. But no. Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. No. Um, but also big shout out to... Uh, Philadelphia Wings goalie and friend of the show, Chris Collins, sent us a, a huge care package today with a company he's partnered with called Two John Five, as you see on my shirt here. Sent us a huge care package of shirts and stuff, so you'll be seeing some of us wearing these shirts uh, on shows, on vlogs, and good stuff like that. So uh, shout out to Chris Collins, man of the people, and a good friend of the show. Can't wait for wing season to start because he said wings versions of these are coming, and I know Herm's very excited about that. Certainly. Such a genuine human being. However, we should probably change the wording on the front. I mean, it would just make more sense. But, um, Chris, you do you, brother. So, uh, shout out to 2 John 5 Make sure you follow them on Twitter. The number two, the word John, and then the number five. Also, that same handle on Instagram. And uh, make sure you are going to our design tree storefront, too. Our official apparel distributor, they're starting a loyalty program that just got released this week. If you go to uh, the homepage, click the sign up button and everything, you get special promo codes, you know, targeted at you for what you're purchasing. 
Uh, you get your order history. You can save all of your information in there. You get some really good perks. You get free shirts and all that good stuff. So DSGN Tree on Twitter, and that's their website as well, just DSGNTree.com. Search Underground Sports Philadelphia. You get all your merch and all that good stuff. we got some new stuff in the works that should be coming uh, for Eagles season, so make sure you keep an eye out on that. Make sure you're subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We are up to 218 five-star ratings and reviews. And like I've said, once we get to 300, I will read from 200 to 300 and exhaust my vocal cords once again. And if you haven't already, upgrade your phone. If not, we are on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, at UndergroundPHI. Enter our Bryce Harper Tops card giveaway from when he hit the uh, walk-off Grand Slam. That ends on September 2nd. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter, retweet the tweet. Super simple. Follow us on Instagram as well, at UndergroundPHI. And uh, we will be back on Saturday talking all things Phillies, Eagles, and uh, whatever else may come up. But this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 160, presented by Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novak Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. For Matt... Hold on. Hold on. Oh. I looked up when medical stitches were first used. <laughs> uh, so, in 1906 was, like, the first breakthrough where they had this iodine treatment that could make them, like, actually, like, safe to use on the human body. The first big breakthrough wasn't until the early 1930s. So, mm, you got shot back you know. then. You were okay, not getting like, stitched. You were getting cut. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry to say. Let's just say, like, do they have, like, sketchy stitches back then, though? Um, like, before like, then? Yeah, like, stuff that would probably just infect your leg and just Right, kill but, you. like, I mean, it was worth the shot, by the way. JBJ, ah, nice. solo home run, go Sox. Yeah, I'm over it. Just going to be a Go Phil. Uh, for Matt, for Herm, I'm Kyle. This has been episode number 160. We are signing off. Go get your stitches. Peace. Get it like baseball stitches? Joseph Lister. Was that the creator of the stitch? He endorsed the routine sterilization of all suture threads. He first attempted sterilization with the 1860s carbolic catgut and chromic catgut followed two decades later. Sterile catgut was finally achieved in 1906 with iodine treatment. The next great leap came in the 20th century. The chemical industry drove production of the first synthetic thread in the early 1930s, which exploded into production of numerous absorbable and non-absorbable synthetics. First synthetic absorbable was based on polyvinyl alcohol in 1931. Polyesters were developed in the 1950s, and later the process of radiation sterilization was established for catgut and polyester. Fascinating. I'm